Welcome to Soul Sisters on the Run podcast. I'm Keisha and Sabrina. And today we have another exciting conversation to share with you all. During our runs, we talk about a variety of topics. Today, we would like to share our thoughts and opinions from our latest run. Take a listen, enjoy, and let us know what you think. Please feel free to provide feedback on our Facebook page. Also during our runs, we always reflect and express moments of gratitude. We ask that you start your day by doing the same. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode for Soul Sisters on the Run podcast. Keisha and Sabrina here with you today, along with two amazing women that we just had to uh, have on our show because their journey is just so interesting. And um, we just want to share, have them share their journey with you all and hopefully inspire you all as they have inspired us. Both of them are runners, marathoners at that and on their journey to either complete, have completed already, or com to complete their world major marathons. And both are my sorors of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. They're, they're going to share their journey, their run journey. We have Shimon Paris and Bertha Cross. Bertha is the founder of Fitness Heights International. She has an MBA and is a certified coach for Road Runners Club of America. She's a sports nutritionist, aerobic and fitness instructor, and an experienced runner with experience running various uh, marathons with a total of a total of 28 marathons, five major mar world marathons, and including international marathons um, in Valencia, Spain, and Florence, Italy. That's pretty cool. We're going to have to like talk more mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> Right. She also has experience with kickboxing, advanced aerobics, weight training, tennis, skiing, biking, and is a fitness expert and business consultant. She has a heart for helping others reach their fitness and nutrition goals. She believes in teaching others how to help themselves. The programs are all geared towards the ultimate goal of self-sufficiency and having a healthy lifestyle. She enjoys working with everyone from the beginner to the most advanced and has numerous programs designed for your fitness level. She believes that you should have fun while working out, and that is why most of her programs take place outdoors. She also emphasizes on travel plus fitness plus retreat equals healthy lifestyle. I like that. <laughs> Pretty cool. Thank you. And then we have Shimon Paris. Shimon began her run journey in 2010 as a form of mental wellness to combat symptoms of fibromyalgia. Um, she enjoyed getting out, going outdoors, and at that time, her goal was just to complete a 5K. She accomplished that in 2012, and as her grandmother's health deteriorated days before her passing, um, well, she accomplished that days before her grandmother's passing. However, it has become a lifestyle that's essential that she has carried, uh, I'm not reading this right, sorry. However, it has become a lifestyle essential that has carried her through many ups and downs. In 2017, she experienced a knee sprain that set her back for a full year. She also underwent surgery on her left foot in 2021. Both times she had to start over 
but that renewed her energy and focus for running. Never before was she interested in completing a full marathon, but she dropped 30 pounds in 2019 and completed the London Marathon. Then she set a crazy goal to complete all six world, mar world major marathons, accomplishing that last month in Tokyo, along with Bertha. You both were there. So we, yeah, we definitely got to talk about that Tokyo experience. Um, she encourages everyone to set new, seemingly crazy goals with your fitness. Running will allow you to stretch your personal limits and become your own hero. And let's see, we'll discuss some more of her, her favorite, well, both of their favorite races and why, and then what they have coming up next. Um, so, Shimon, tell us, you had some health issues um, that, I guess, started your journey that you just wanted to be able to um, continue on. Well, not continue on, but I guess just improve your fitness. Can you kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself and more about that experience? Sure. Um, I mean, I've always been very active. And at, at that time when I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia back in 2009, um, I did a lot of road cycling. Mm -hmm. um, and, and annually I would do the uh, MS ride that, that mm -hmm. they have, you know, across the country. And, um, but I was not, um, as regular with it, I think, as I as I could have been, um, mm -hmm. kind of more sporadic, especially with cycling. Once it got cold out, I was pretty much done until you know the weather broke again. Right. Um, but with that diagnosis, you know, the doctor gave me all these prescriptions, and I remember sitting mm -hmm. in the parking lot of the pharmacy just looking at all these scripts, and I was just like, I wouldn't go in and fill them because I was just like, I don't want to get on all these medications. Right. Um, so I decided instead what I was going to do is control my diet and really begin seriously putting effort into an exercise regimen. And so mm -hmm. I started, I, I lived near a trail. And so I would just go there and, and do one to two miles, um, if not every day, every other day. And I started to feel just this great mental wellness Part of it was just from being outdoors. So I can connect with what Bertha was saying about getting people outdoors. Right. Real mental wellness that happens mm -hmm. just with getting that fresh air, um, you know, getting out and getting active, getting out of your home. So I started doing that. And uh, I kept doing that for a, a year. And then my grandmother, um, she had diabetes. She developed additional health complications. And subsequently, mm -hmm. she was really on her deathbed. And so mm -hmm. um, that was really instrumental in pushing me forward even more with running because mm -hmm. it was a way to kind of, you know, cope with that. We were very close. Um, and I did that first 5K the day before she passed and which was mm -hmm. very emotional for me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I just decided to continue running. And about that time, um, they started a Black Girls Run chapter near my home. So I started mm -hmm. to meet up with them in the mornings. Um, they started to tell me about local races. Um, sometimes I would meet up with a group, but still mainly when I do my, especially longer runs, I always have to do them alone because um, I'm not a like, talker when I run. <laughs> right. I like to, and I'm and I'm fairly much of an, an introvert. Um, so I like this stillness and this just the the mental wellness uh, part of, of running mm -hmm. that comes mm -hmm. with it. 
Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's and it's funny because I've ran with other people. I think you both know. We both know Shelly. Sure, she did Ragnar, but when we first started running, she said the same thing. She was like, how do you all talk when you're running? <laughs> and that's how me and Keisha even started this podcast, because we would talk about everything under the sun while we were running. And But initially, I did not talk because I started out running by myself. So I completely mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. And then, But now I like the camaraderie and to be able to have conversations while running. Um, so that's really interesting story and how you how you got started mm-hmm. Bertha how about you what uh started you with running um let's see so I started I was always you know probably the same as Simone I was always pretty active you know as a just growing up you know kickball softball um all those things you know out in the streets mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um and so then when I went to college um me and another friend, we would just go running around campus and um, do a do a few miles, not really even like doing anything like we're doing today. We weren't worried about pace or time. We just just met up and just ran. And um, then after school, I started um, running with another friend of ours, and we started getting up like four thirty in the morning, and we would just go run a few miles. And then, um, and so that that's kind of you know what got me started. Just and I got to a point where I said, you know, I have no idea what my true potential is because, you know, I have not gauged that. I haven't set any, you know, high goals like that. So then I set out on the LA Marathon. And I was mm-hmm. in LA at the time. So I set mm-hmm. out to do that and we joined the um, LA Road Runners and um, we started running with them. We were probably not the best trainees because we were like, what? We have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We can't really hang out on Friday. So it became a little bit um, challenging um, for, for us, but I still finished it, um, went through with it, and and that, that kind of set the pace, even though it still mm-hmm. felt like one and done at that moment, but right. that sort of set it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so what catapulted you to a whole career as um, within the fitness industry? Um, well, I was, um, when I started working on my master's, I knew I wanted to, I always knew I wanted to do something with my business or with a business at the time. And mm-hmm. so with that, I looked at um, doing my project practicum for the end of, um, you know, when you finish up your master's on fitness. Mm-hmm. So that went okay. But then the person who was going to actually grade it was just totally not into fitness. So I said, um, <laughs> I said, you know, let me just go ahead and do it on customer relationship management or something like that, that they, you know, just so I can get my grade, but I can still fulfill what I need to do. So, mm-hmm. um, so I did that. Um, so I was wanted to do it, you know, I was wanted to do a business and fitness and health. That if I had to look at when that started, it was probably when um, my nephew had sickle cell. No, mm-hmm. my cousin had sickle cell. So when he got, he was like three, three years old, four years old, and um, and one day my my cousin was actually his was taking care of him. So his sister. And at one moment, um, she didn't know. She thought he was still asleep all this time. And mm. her mother came home and was like, well, where is he? It's like, oh, he's asleep. And then come to find out that he had actually passed away in his sleep. And oh, so wow. It, wow. Yeah, it was really devastating to her and, and to um, others. And had, you know, that kind of really started kind of the fitness journey on like different things that happened throughout the community from sickle cell to, you know, like she was saying, to diabetes to, um, you know, um, 
other high blood pressure, all these different things sort of piqued my interest at a younger age to say, wow, what's going on and what can we do about this? So, right. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So how do you, because you, both of your ladies are busy, you're international <laughs> runners. Uh, Shimon, how do you fit this into your life? How do you balance out with your career, family, running, traveling across the world? <laughs> how do you fit it all in? Well, I, I, I consider myself really very fortunate. Um, mm -hmm because I do have a career that I figured out probably about seven years ago that I could work completely remotely and I've been doing so since. Oh, nice. So um, that allows me the freedom to, um, you know, really be very deliberate with my time every day. Mm -hmm. And I can set aside time in the mornings and in the evenings uh, and sometimes in the middle of the day um, to get a run in. Mm -hmm. um, I also do cross training. I have a Peloton now. Um, mm -hmm. And I basically made my um, bottom level of my home during um, COVID into a gym. Mm -hmm. So um, that for me is, is a great space, especially if the weather's bad or if it's particularly cold. Um, but I also live near a fantastic trail system that was rails to trails. It's less than a mile from my home. So I'll often just run over or connect onto that and just, um, you know, run uh, whatever the distance is that I, that I want to get in that particular day. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, what about you, Bertha? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just how do you how do you fit it all in with you know, how do you balance your day? Oh, okay, no, I forgot. Because <laughs> I know, you know, I, well, oh. I see both of you are, and I know Bertha, you're like somewhere every weekend. I'm like, she is running a marathon like every weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I think I would have to, you know, um, piggyback off of um, what Sorochi was saying as well that it's. Um, you know, fortunate to have a little bit of flexibility, you know, in the schedule. So, um, you know, and some people will say, are you sponsored? Do you have a silver spoon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, having the flexibility, like I said, just being blessed in that sense to have mm -hmm. that flexibility that I'm still, you know, working, you know, wherever I'm going, you know. You know, with traveling, mm -hmm. uh, and I hadn't mentioned, I think I talked more about like the day-to-day, -day, right? Trying to right. and Mm -hmm. your exercise regimen. But for traveling, um, you know, I make time and I plan for it because I enjoy traveling so much. Right. And um, so I'll look at my year and just say, and of course, with the world majors too, you know, well ahead of time. Right. You can actually get a spot. So mm -hmm. it's something that you're planning for. Yeah. Now, with both of you all, did you all go through lottery for the world majors or did you do a combination of charity or how, how did you? Because mm -hmm. I'm just a little salty right now because I've been trying to get in New York. Oh. Like eight years <laughs> and I'm going the charity route this year. So I'm like, where are these people getting these? Oh, <laughs> don't give up. It took, me, it took me eight or nine years to get that lottery spot in New York. And I refused yeah. to do charity. I said, I'm going to get a spot. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> 
Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I end up um, doing New York was the first one I did charity for because I had been doing all of these other runs and, you know, um, the 10 10 milers and other things that I said, okay, I'm going to save New York to go ahead Mm -hmm. and start asking people, you know, for, you know, money if I don't get in. So so it it raised pretty quickly because that was really the first time I was asking them for money. But of course, with the real majors, you know, it kept going and going. So, so I paid for my own. Yeah, some good friends. (laughs) Yeah, just some good friends. Um, Yeah, until it came to Tokyo was the one I think we, you know, quite a bit of few of us, we stayed up all night and Mm -hmm. to get into that first wave of the um, charity that you pay out of your own pocket. (laughs) Oh, okay. Tokyo is difficult. I I can agree. I was up all night. I had three computers going. (laughs) Right, wow. exactly. and I would because one of them would time out, and then I'd get on the other one and try on it uh-huh. until I could, uh, you know, get one of them that would take. So exactly, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard it was the hardest, but geez, I didn't know it was that hard. And then after, yeah, yeah. I didn't even factor in the time difference. So right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we were like up at I don't know eleven something at night, whatever it was. Everybody's like, okay, get ready. <laughs> right. Wow. So tell us yeah. about Tokyo. I saw, I've seen your pictures on Facebook. I mean, it's, it, I, I was just like, wow, if I don't even go there to run, I just want to go. So how did you yeah. all enjoy it? Tokyo was amazing. I mean, it's um, in so many ways. I mean, going from the fact that we had, you know, so many um, brothers and sisters out there was just amazing to be able to see everyone, you know, um, taking on either that next star or finishing the six stars and then, you know, breaking a record, you know, having the, being a part of the largest number of six stars out there, um, in history. So that was, that was just amazing. And, and, um, just, you know, communing together is always. Uh Hello. Shimon. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Bertha. I think we just lost Bertha. She may have lost her audio but she's still connected. Yeah. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah. 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 But I agree. Tokyo was, um, as, a, as a city uh, and, you know, just the country itself, it was amazing. Um, yeah. I felt very, I was apprehensive, you know, I had never been mm-hmm. to Asia, mm-hmm. um, but the people were so, so welcoming and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they made the experience amazing. And as a mm-hmm. culture, they're very conscientious. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I felt really great and, and was able to be comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed in an Americanized hotel. That's actually one of my rules when I go abroad is I try to stay in Americanized hotels because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a little bit of comfort and familiarity being somewhere where I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. So I always knew I can get a standard breakfast or I can get directions and not have a language issue, things like that. Right. Now, if I want to be um, adventurous and explore, I can always go mm-hmm. out and try something, right. <laughs> um, especially before a race. I want I, as a rule, don't try anything different. Right. Um, mm-hmm. because I don't want to have, you know, issues um, before the race. And so I usually will stick to just things I know. Um, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, food-wise. I think the biggest challenge in Tokyo, of course, for many of us, 
that are slower runners, which is myself included, because I'm a Galloway runner. Um, I have a torn meniscus on my left knee. And so mm. the Galloway method allows me to do marathons. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not fast. Mm -hmm. So with the time limit, I definitely trained to make sure that I was training on track to be under that well under that time frame. And I never felt pressured. Once I got past the 10K mark and I knew that I was well ahead of that, that cutoff, I really was able to enjoy the race really well. Okay. Yeah, I heard about the cutoff um, and that a lot of people didn't make it. The cutoff mm. over there. Yeah, mm. there's, there's no wiggle room on that cutoff. So um, coming you know, that course winds back around itself. So you can see mm -hmm. across and see people who are still on the course. Mm -hmm. um, and on that last leg, I could see across and I did see one of the cutoffs where there was a woman and she was probably only about 15 seconds behind the cutoff and she missed it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, but they do publicize those times. So you have right. to look at your watch and know mm -hmm. and be aware of where you are, you know, mm -hmm. and when you need to book it. Right. And I can tell you, um, you know, you're not allowed to bring water bottles. I ordered um, miniature cartons, paper water cartons on Amazon and took them with me in my luggage. So I'd have okay. one on the course. Okay. And then I didn't have to stop to water stations. When I did stop, I just got refilled and kept going. Right. Okay. What about you, Bertha? How was your experience there? Okay. I wonder, can you hear me? Yeah, we can yes. hear you now. Okay, okay, good. Okay. Um, I mean, it's 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 pretty much. Oh, she went out again. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. What's going on? I will say also there was better crowd support on that race than I expected. Really, um, the crowds were actually really enthusiastic, and mm -hmm. um, I ran that for the first time with no music at all. That was your first marathon without music? That was my first marathon with no music. Oh, we have an um, a echo. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to try to disconnect. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I never felt it was problematic okay. because the crowds were very supportive. They had signs. They they had music. Or they had, um, you know, they were very supportive. Okay. Well, that's cool because, yeah, I... You know, I've seen, I saw the pictures from everyone, but I'm trying to think. I don't think I really saw a race, race like, like the, the course pictures. So I didn't really think about what the um, course was like as far as um, the crowd, crowd participation. Because that can, you know, that helps a lot. So compared to New York or Chicago, how was the crowd support? Now, it, it, of course, it's not going to be New York. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no race like New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nothing like New York. Um, but um, it was much better crowd participation than I anticipated. I mean, I felt that it was on almost comparable to Chicago, maybe a little bit below that, um, but pretty comparable. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the, so we have Bertha back. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay, hopefully you can hear me now for a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. The crowd support was good. It was amazing. It was supportive in a way that was um, a little different. Um, one, of course, you have all the different languages, but it didn't matter what the language was. You, you felt the support and the cheers. And mm -hmm. then you also had, you know, so much support. Like, I've never really had so many people running on the side with... Um, 
what do you call that spray? Um, Oh God, I can't think of it. But you know, the spray, like if you have tightness in your muscle and I just- oh, biofreeze? Biofreeze, yeah. So I literally okay. touched my leg for a second and someone just ran up like, oh, you need some biofreeze? You need some biofreeze? <laughs> 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 Whoa, you know, I mean, I mean, they're running down. I mean, she was running down the street, like okay. <laughs> her friend or somebody. And I said, Oh, wow, that was nice. So you saw a lot of that. Like, you know, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't even That's look like cool. you were halfway in pain without support coming from somewhere and they're running towards you trying to help you. Right. So, um, so it was, it was really great support. I mean, it was a beautiful course. It was, you know, uh, quite a few out and backs, you know, which, um, mm -hmm. you know, could be a little stressful, but not too bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that you didn't know how far out you were going. And then you're like, I love being able to say, hey, you know, to the people and give high fives, you know, they come the other way. But, um, you know, you do that about four times. <laughs> right. And you're like, okay. <laughs> right, right. Okay. You're like, that's enough. No, I'm kidding. So, but it was right. still nice though, seeing people, because then I started looking for people I know so I can say, hey, or people I, mm -hmm. you know, just part of the, the, the crews and the groups that we've been seeing throughout all the places we've been going to. So that was nice. It was, that was really nice. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So you have what, Boston? I have Boston left. Uh-huh. Okay. So when are you going to do that one? Um, I am going to do it in 2024. Okay, um, so next year. Okay. Next year, yeah. So I'm trying, working hard to work on, you know, and that's where, yeah, busy schedule sometimes makes a difference. So I'm trying to figure out how to mm -hmm. adjust my schedule sometimes so I can get more like speed work. And then when I'm in LA, um, we're not too far from like hills and um, things mm -hmm. like that. So get some more heel repeats. I've been trying to get my jump rope in, but it, it is in my suitcase. So <laughs> <laughs> when I take it through security, they're going like, wait a minute, we need to check your bag. What is this? Oh, jump rope. Oh, and then they start asking questions about it. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I try to take that with me because that's an easy thing to get like, you know, even five minutes, 10 minutes in just to mm -hmm. get your heart rate up. So trying to focus a lot on, um, short workouts but you know with speed and um mm -hmm. you know and fast twitch muscle exercises okay nice. so are you trying to like pr for boston or just yeah. be just run it like competitively um i would like to bq you know um the time has been like my my the one that i use is my guy really is chicago marathon because uh -huh. i do repeat that one because um, mm -hmm. my family's there too. So my aunt's my, used to at Miles. So, um, oh, no, 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 no. Uh -oh. I think he's just trying to connect another. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, so I would say, yes, I'm trying to BQ. I'm a, I'm, I, I was about maybe 20, 30 minutes away, but then I've gotten to be more like 40. <laughs> so I got to try to bring it back the other way. Right see what's going on so um i have until september you know when you submit to see mm -hmm. if i qualify if not i'll be knocking on doors and you know because at least boston will be my next one that i would if i had to fundraise to fundraise right. for that yeah okay because well i thought okay so you're going to boston qualify in it so like how does that work so you you're going to enter it well either way you said you're doing it so either you're going to enter because this i think it's this weekend I think I saw some. So yeah, yeah. On the 2023 is Monday, always on a Monday. So Monday, it's April. Right. So this is time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you have to submit your application and everything on by September. I think it's the second or third week of September. You have to submit it by. And, okay. 
Yeah. So once you know, then you qualify, but then you mm -hmm. really have to qualify, qualify. I really wish I would have qualified like maybe a year or two ago because, you know, there was a lot going on with COVID. So there was, right. <laughs> there was a little right. bit more leeway. So, yeah. Yeah. I missed that whole virtual thing because that would have been the only way <laughs> I would get a, a Boston Marathon medal. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I like there was limitations, that. like some international people couldn't come in. So then you had less oh, competition. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, but it was good, though. So how do you, because you've been in running in Italy and Spain. How do you, um, like, what made you want to go to those places? Um, just... I think it's, you know, I think it's the travel. You know, first, mm -hmm. you know, just enjoying traveling, seeing new places. Uh, when we went to do Italy... Um, just me and a friend went to do Italy. We met a lot of people, some people from England. We met some people doing like, you know, their hundredth marathon and, you know, and going on 75 marathons, things like that. Wow. So just in talking with them, then they're like, oh, come back for this marathon or come like this. So we set out to come back for um, Spain mm -hmm. and then um, my friend could make it. So I still went and then I went mm -hmm. and it was a birthday weekend for me. So I oh. went to go and yeah, do that. And I did like three to celebrate the birthday. So I did New York that year, Valencia, mm -hmm. Spain, and Marine Corps Marathon. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was good. It was it was fun. Like I said, it's not a speed thing. It's just a you know completion thing, goal thing. Mm -hmm. Then being able to just enjoy the culture, enjoy enjoy the people as much as you can, and take on that new experience. Okay. So which which one is your favorite race? Um, my favorite. So far, I think um, London. Okay. What about London? London just had so much energy. I'm going to say it was in New York, but when you went around, I like the way the two waves come came out with all, mostly people wearing their charity bibs. Like mm -hmm. you rarely ever saw that. And so oh. one was more than local. And then you can look at all the different charity bibs. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then when you went around the... Um, the cheer stations with all the charity um, groups there, it was so much energy. I mean, I would say probably, I feel like it was the most overwhelming energy, but it was great. And then you went by there twice. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, wow. And plus, you know, in London, they gave you like a free meal for, um, you know, because oh. you're participating in the marathon. So there was a one restaurant we went to, Leon, and you could literally mm -hmm. go there like two or three times and get a free really? meal. See? Yes. Okay. I'm so happy to do that. And I'm all about the food. About <laughs> Free food. food like that. <laughs> yeah. And it was so it was um and it was just great, you know, um, you know, camaraderie, you know, then meeting people, the energy in, in London was great. So it was that's I really liked that one. Okay. What about you, Shimon? Which one is your favorite? I have to say New York. And that's okay. because it had been I had always said that if I ever did a, a full, that it would be New York. And yeah. I've been there supporting runners before um, on several occasions before I did it. And it took me uh, eight or nine tries to get that lottery entry. So, um, and then after I did, it was postponed mm -hmm. because of COVID. So right. 21 was finally my year to do New York. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had a really bad cold when I ran it, but I mm. still enjoyed it. Wow. Nice. <laughs> but there's no, there's no crowd support like New York and there's no course like New York. It's it's just it is it just is New York and it's it's a wonderful race. And um probably one of the only because now I've got my six stars, 
mm -hmm. um, which was really a you know a fabulous um, feeling to to get that. Yeah. But I always said now for Foles, I really I would do New York again. I think that's the only six of the six world majors that I would do again is New York. I would do New York again mm -hmm. um, and probably would repeat it. And then, um, you know, more local Marine Corps, um, which yeah. I'm going to have to do in the fall. Okay. Yes. Yeah, New York is my bucket list. Mm -hmm. my bucket. It's and it's so funny because with Keisha did it. What year was that? Um, it was before the pandemic. So was that, I guess, maybe 2019 or maybe it was 2018. And it's like our run group before I moved to Maryland. I was like, y'all, let's do it. It would be great if we like all can do it. And then they were like, ah, oh, all right, all right. And they all got in and I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my God. Just, like everybody has done New York but me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I wanted this year. I just said, you know what, I'm gonna do the charity. I'm just gonna do charity because yeah, right. Well, you know, I have to say I was kind of envious of those teenage <clears throat> people with their nice warm tent. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would do a charity if I did New York again. Right. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> Little charity perks. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I've been nice. hearing about that New York. Keisha, what do you think? I think Keisha's back on now. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. We're oh my God. Because I've been over here just talking <laughs> and trying to ask you guys questions. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it hasn't been working. <laughs> we heard nothing. <laughs> I know. I apologize. Um, I think I called because I did, just joined back in, but I agree with the New York. I'm a fit. I've only done two. I'm not like you guys. I haven't had a chance to do all six yet. I tried for London. Uh, but I didn't get in this year, so hopefully next year. But uh, I've only done New York and Chicago, and New York has been my my favorite out of Chicago and New York. Mm -hmm. So I agree. The it's it's like no other. So I'm very happy for Sabrina. I can't wait for her to experience it this fall. Yeah, I'm excited. So what? Um, let's see, Shimon, you said you have. For this year, you're doing Marine Corps, and you said Miami half. But well, that's for next year. Next Anything? year, right? So my next goal is actually to get into. Um, I mentioned that I wrote did road cycling a lot, and I want to get back to um, cycling again. Mm -hmm. I I had done some sprint triathlons in the past, so I want to get back into doing triathlons. Okay, that's cool. What about you, Bertha? What you have um, coming up? Um, well, I have, um, excuse me, I'm looking at the Air Force um, Marathon in September. Where's that? It's mm. in um, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, okay. And then um, I'm also, you know, semi on track for the 50 states. So I'm doing, you know, quite a few states. So, oh, okay. um, so Detroit, Free Press. Um, mm -hmm. in October, you know, that's after Chicago. Right. Um, and then um, possibly I'm debating between um, Cuba or Sydney. Oh, that's a hard one. Cuba is so beautiful. It yeah. Sure is. <laughs> I know quite a few people doing Sydney this year. So Sydney would be, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm actually hoping that they'll add that one. 
I know, right? But yeah, that's what <laughs> Kelly said. They're thinking about adding another major. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice one. Yeah. They're thinking about people. Sydney, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'd be that nice. Would be so, nice. So that's that's it. I don't know if I'm gonna do um um reggae. Um I've done that one twice. So mm -hmm. I've only done a half on that one. It is too hot. Yeah, very <laughs> hot. hot. I barely made it through the half of the half because that was so hot. Well, if it's that hot, I think I'd be looking at the 10K. I know, really. Oh, it oh it is that hot. I, I, I was it about to lay hot. down on the side of the road. That's how hot it is. Oh, that's right. Stop taking pictures. Stop talking. We just got to finish. Come on. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, it's fun yeah. at the end to jump in, in the water because, you know, you finish right down by the water. So that was nice. Yeah. But um, so at least those are what I'm looking at so far. And um, and maybe some couple of other ones may jump in if I decide to, you know, readjust my goals. But um, mm -hmm. I do want to say I am a repeat marathon supporter for New York. So whether mm -hmm. I'm running it or whether I'm participating, I have been there for the last few years supporting. So I'll be out there cheering on the on the side and going to all the social events and so <laughs> that is definitely a test that supporting New York is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. So much fun. That's how I feel about Chicago. I, Chicago I enjoy volunteering as much as I enjoy running it. It's just Yeah, volunteering is fun. Yeah. Pretty cool. I have a quick question before we towards the end here. I know we talked about all like the great things about the marathons. What has been challenging about running these marathons? Because we have a lot of listeners that might have not ran a marathon or a half marathon before. Mm -hmm. um, what challenges have you all faced? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say my challenge, can, it can sometimes be the weather, but um, as Hello, far as- Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll start first with the um, the weather. You know, some sometimes people can't take cold or hot. I'm pretty much in the middle, except when I did the Philadelphia Marathon, I thought to myself, this is it. I, oh, I, my God. I, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the course? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever ran a race that cold in Chicago. Then when is Philadelphia? November. November. Uh huh. Oh. It was cold and was windy. Cold and windy, and the sleeves were Ooh. flying all over the place. And you were just like, I am so cold. I can't even get warm. I don't even think I took off the extra layers. <laughs> wow. That says a lot. Yeah. So that's that's it. Sometimes that does it. Um, as far as the training part, I think it's um it's, it's a sacrifice, no doubt, mm -hmm. especially, I would say, for someone starting off for the first time, because you really do have to put in the time, you do have to put in the miles, and um, and just try to be consistent and, and balance your workout out, too, because sometimes people mm -hmm. get to run, 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 and then they're like, wait a minute, what about, you know, are you doing your stretching, you know, are mm -hmm. you doing some weight training, you know, um, it's not just about the run, you know, you want to make sure you come out as injury, you know, free as possible. You know, um, and then I guess the hardest thing is if you do get injured, you know, then just being able to mentally accept the fact that you're going to have to come on off the course, you know, um, yeah. come out of the training. It's, you know, it's, it's a mental thing there, too. It's, you know, mm -hmm. just, gear, you know, just telling yourself that it's OK. You know, I have to pull away, you know, mm -hmm. 
is truly that runner's high. But the training and staying focused and being consistent is is the the biggest part, you know. And find a group that's consistent, and um and and know you're gonna have times where you feel like, oh man, is this really worth it? But you know, just to stay in the game, just mm-hmm. stay consistent. And that's why it's so important. Like um I know I'm coming from the runner's perspective, and then also as a coach perspective. So when mm-hmm. I trained this group at the YMCA, I um. You know, it took them all the way from six month training program. It was their first time to say, okay, look, we're going to do a race like almost every month. So we're going to do a 5K, a 10K, 10 miler, half marathon to the marathon. So mm-hmm. you can get over a lot of the mentalness mm-hmm. that you do when you go into a race. Right. So, you, um, so I think that really helped them a lot. I think they, you know, um, you know, I think they, I think that really helped them through. And I even convinced them at the end, like, you know, now you're in training mode. So we did Chicago and we did Marine Corps that same year. Mm-hmm. Now, do you train virtually as well or it has to be in person? Um, I have mostly done in person. I've done some virtual, you know, I was mm-hmm. um, more so doing it, you know, in that sense, it becomes like a plan and you're coaching them. So I do have a few people that I do coaching virtually. It can be challenging though. It's, you know, of course, in-person is, is better, but it's possible either way, as long as you just re- stay connected, keep the communication going, and um, you may have to do videos to see the way a person is running and all these other things that you have to look at. YouTube, when I saw those posts, I was like, okay, I've got, we've got to talk to them and because um, that's such an inspiration. One, to, like you said, to run and overcome mm-hmm. challenges, but then also to do it, to go out the country somewhere like yes. Tokyo, you know, it's like, yeah. man, it's just, that's awesome. huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tokyo just, was, yeah. it was just really amazing. I mean, everything about it, just the city, how they operate, you know, they're, um, you know, they, they follow the rules, you know, for the most part. So, so you know, a lot of rules and stuff to get through and, um, and it was just, I really would go back again, you know, just getting on the Japan Rail Pass and really just kind of exploring was, was great. And then the fact that when you go places and you're on these tours, if you have that medal, you think you have a piece of gold. Everyone's just <laughs> 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 so, You're a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you are a celebrity. I took pictures with um, a tour group of, of um, students and they were, um, I don't know if they were maybe like maybe elementary or junior high, but they were like, oh, she got the medal. And then the teacher's like, oh, can I take a picture? And then we take this big group picture and it was just amazing. So, yeah, but, but you are though, right? Because it's not that many of us that mm-hmm. run and to see you out there, that's huge. Yeah. And what you, what you go through and accomplish is definitely mm-hmm. worth celebrating. Thanks for joining us and putting up with us during this particular episode i know you've all probably heard all of the technical difficulties that we were experiencing and we do apologize for that but we were so delighted to have bertha and shimon join us uh, to just share their um their journey their run journey and just their stories of traveling all over the world and through the u.s um and their training regiments um it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Bertha, and I was just like to say, because it kind of, um, with Bertha, I think that's when we had the issue there. Bertha yeah. was also 
kind of mentioning that she has a fitness um, club or fitness is a business. It a it's business. a business, yeah. Business. So it's called Fitness International and we'll post Fitness Heights International. Fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fitness Heights International. And we'll post the website, the link when we post the episode if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, she trains in her area. Is she in Virginia or Maryland? Yeah, she's in DC. DC. So mm-hmm. Um, she trains fitness coach 5k couch to 5k it sounds like mm-hmm. um, beginner beginner runners and she trained them up to like marathon if you if your aspiration is to run a marathon is no better coach than someone like her um, she's also a sports nutritionist an aerobics and a fit, fitness instructor um, and she's a certified coach um so it sounds like if you're really interested and this is something that you want to do, this is the person. And as you can tell from the episode, she's like amazing and has the experience. So she's not right. just talking. She she's walked the walk. Right. And um, also we wanted to mention Shimon. Shimon did a huge accomplishment of being a part of the Guinness Guinness Book of World Records for the most uh marathons six star marathons world am i saying right six star world major marathons so when she went to tokyo um she was a part of that group and that allowed her to be a part of the guinness book of world records that's a huge accomplishment right the the, the runners who earned their six star world major yeah uh, so yeah that is huge that's something that will live with that'll be with them forever yeah forever and her Mm -hmm. I mean, kids, kids, and generations to come will be able to look that up. Right. Um, That's pretty cool. And just to seem like from just listening to their stories, it just so happened to be that way. They just love traveling, at least for her, Mm -hmm. um, from the sounds of it. And for her to come across and and have this accomplishment, that's huge. Huge, It is. Huge, huge. Um, So as you start, or if you've already started, your 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 run journey for marathon training or couch to 5k whatever it might be we hope this episode will be an inspiration to you to hang in there mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially right. as you as you go through your training go back to this episode to know that you can do it because exactly. they're they're just everyday women doing extraordinary things exactly so um we believe that you all can do the same thing uh, that's why we continue to have share these uh, see, share these stories and uh, everyday people with you. Um, and again, uh, and I also like to mention really quick, Fitness Heights International with Bertha, uh, the program that she has. I believe she may be open to doing virtual. It sounded like as well. So if that's yeah. something you're interested, just reach out. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it just seems like she'll be a great resource. Yes, and she loves to travel while yeah. working out so if you if you want to combine the two working out running or running and travel she's the person to to hit up yeah and it's nothing like when you visiting um other and i haven't been so many but to run a state that or run in a place you get to see everything when you run right because you go but, through the city yeah mm-hmm. you go and it feel like you've been in the city because mm-hmm. you ran it i mean you get to see like everything that's the one of the best parts of running right. you get to experience the people you get to see mm-hmm. different places 
while you're um you know out and about i'll say this i took spring break and i went to myrtle beach and mm-hmm. i ran i've never ran on the sand any before but i ran on the beach oh yeah that's but i was location. able if i was as i was running i was able to see different places like restaurants and mm-hmm. stuff like that that i probably wouldn't have noticed if i would have just stayed in my hotel Right. You see different parts of the town. So that's like yeah. part of sightseeing. Yeah, oh. you know. So it's, or even if in a car, you may not necessarily see it in a car. No. You, yeah, running through the town. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have been able to see it unless you were actually either your hotel was like right by there mm-hmm. <laughs> or right. you were running or walking towards it. So it's just, it's a great experience um, to do that. And again, you don't have to run, you can walk. Yep. Um, everybody is not a runner and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but movement is necessary. It's definitely exactly. necessary. So again, we hope this episode is, like I said, an inspiration to all that want to become runners, future runners, walkers that mm-hmm. are training for marathons that are going for the six star. Um, mm-hmm. it is possible. It is possible. Take it one race at a time. Exactly. There. Or and all I, 50 states. Or all they, 50 states. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was working on that as well. Absolutely. It's definitely attainable mm-hmm. um, and, and can be done. You just got to plan it out. Right. And set the goal and then work towards it. Yeah. It's achievable. It's mm-hmm. definitely achievable. And mm-hmm. as we always say, from our soul to your soul, have a great day, guys. Take care.